Welcome to the Salty and Bright podcast, a show about how we can better live as God's salt and light today. Today, I'm delighted to have Lois Thompson joining me on the podcast. Lois is 81 years old and was raised in suburban Melbourne as a member of the Associated Church of Christ. As a teenager, Lois was active in her local youth group and soon met and married Doug, her non-Christian husband of almost 60 years. Lois later joined the Church of Christ and raised three children as a stay-at-home mum. Lois is now enjoying retirement life in Painesville, Victoria, with Doug and their seven grandkids. Sadly, pandemic restrictions stopped us from chatting in person, but I'd like to say a big thank you to Lois for tackling Zoom for the first time, just so this interview could happen. Now let's get into our conversation about building a firm spiritual foundation. It's so nice to be talking to you today, Lois. But before we delve into the questions about building a firm spiritual foundation, I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about how you came to know Christ and his church. Well, I was very fortunate in that I was uh, brought up with extremely godly parents. I went to Sunday school. I was probably enrolled as a baby in their creche to start with and then started from three years old at kindergarten and then worked my way up through the different classes in the church I was involved in, which was the Associated Church of Christ, actually. Um, very involved as a young person in the church and uh, I was baptised into Christ at the age of 12 had a wonderful experience growing up learning about God and Jesus and went to many, many extracurricular activities, you know, apart from just worship, which was to do with keeping the youth in the church and giving them knowledge and training them up to maybe the boys especially to take part in services. The girls had a special club and we we learnt how to do things and cook and socialise and pray. And and then we had a wonderful youth group where we were all together and had a, a fantastic time growing up there. In fact, I was so busy with the church, my dad one night said to me, he said, I don't know why you don't take your bed there, you're always there. And we didn't live very far from the church building as it happened. So it was only a block away. So I used to just walk there for everything. And when when I married, Doug was, he didn't go to church at all, unfortunately. But he used to come along with me. And there was one time when he asked the preacher something. And I wish we had been a member of the, or I had been a member of the Lord's Church at the time because I think it would have been the time he would have been prepared to, you know, turn his life to Christ and accept him as his saviour. And anyway, he never did. And because he was not so interested, I thought I will encourage him and I'll go to the church that his parents were. And we moved to Sydney, you see, from Melbourne to Sydney. That's where Doug was working. And so I had to move away from home and family and uh, we set our 
life in Sydney. So I went to the Presbyterian church where his parents were and I thought, well, that, that will encourage him. And But I wasn't, ha- I wasn't really happy there. And it was when I'd had two children and there were a group of uh, American preachers came to the ride area where we were living and they started putting in the local paper a little, oh, like a little article. It would have only been about two, two inches by three inches, but it was very interesting topics like do you need to be baptised to be saved or I'm just trying to think of other, you know, other things. And I'd use, I used to look forward to that paper and read it each week. And, oh, oh, yes, that's right. I'd look up the Bible because I've always been an avid Bible reader. And with one more, one day, Ted Paul and a lass who'd come over to help with a mission at, um, at that church, which wasn't Macquarie, called Macquarie at the time, I don't think. They knocked on the door and said they were having a mission and would I like to come along? And, and Barb was just a baby in the arms and I didn't. Uh, you know, it's hard with two little children, a baby. And anyway, then they came around again later on and I said, yeah, I still, I'm still intending to come. And I did end up going. Doug kindly took me and dropped me off. So went along and heard the um, the gospel preacher at that time. I can't even think of what his name was, but I was very impressed. And I realised that whilst I'd been brought up in a godly home, you know, we weren't getting much Bible teaching as such. And they were so inviting and friendly and asked, would I like to come again, which I did. And it, I just started worshipping with them. It took a little while to get used to, but because the worship service was different to what I was used to, all the same songs pretty much, but when you go to worship in the Associated Church, they have organ playing softly. It just, you walk in and you're quiet and you don't talk and you sit down and you meditate. And uh, Whereas in in the Lord's Church, everyone's just so friendly and talking and until it's ready to start and the leader, you know, settles you down for worship. But, yes, I I eventually asked to become a member and they accepted me. And then I've, I've just grown in leaps and bounds since then, yes. Wow, what, what an incredible story, Lois. I I don't even know where to start in terms of asking you questions, but I was curious about your, how did you say it, your extracurricular activities and just how involved you were as a young person. That was something that I always felt was missing when I was growing up, having that kind of established youth group. But for you, did that really help to ground you in your faith or were you strong as a Christian already and that was more just a social thing? I think I was strong um, initially right from the word go. There's an organisation called Scripture Union and they provide little reading for every day. 
So I used to get that and it grades you through like junior, intermediate, senior and so on. So I've always read my Bible every day with that help. We had like what was called Christian Endeavour. That was a place where we went to where we learnt to read publicly the Bible and we were taught how to project our voice and we were given the opportunity to learn to pray in public. Um, the girls' club and the boys' club were more social get-togethers with always, always a devotional time. And that was more just fun things to do amongst girls and boys. And then the youth group was where we interacted with other youth groups from other churches. Like, for instance, there was a basketball team that we used to be involved in. We had to travel all, you know, in different parts of Melbourne to play basketball against the girls of the other girls' club. So it was a very... Look, the church was very um, active back then in those days, the Associated Church of Christ. I don't think it is as much these days, no. One thing I wanted to ask you more about, Lois, was your Bible reading, because you mentioned how that was so central to you, especially in those initial years of your faith. And I was wondering where that desire actually came from do you think it came from your parents or was it just something you kind of picked up on your own well mum and dad they were active in the church I I think I was encouraged through them to do that we never had a family bible study as such and there was I I said to them once why don't we have a, a family bible study and dad said all right, you can run it. <laughs> and I, I didn't feel confident, so I let it go. But um, I think it's been an innate thing like within me that I've wanted to study, look at, like read it more, not study probably, but just have that definite reading each day, yes. I think it's really interesting how that sort of led you to the Church of Christ because you realised, I think you were saying that you realised that in the associated church, you didn't feel like there was enough Bible reading or direct teaching from the Bible. So was that the main thing that attracted you to the Church of Christ? I would say it was because, you know, as I was reading those little articles in the local paper, it was a little bit of an eye-opener, you know, Oh, well, look, I was baptized. You know how you think baptism for remission of sin. And then when you read it and you see how important that is and what exactly that means, you do think about things and study more. And I was looking up the scriptures as to what they were saying. And yes, it gave me a real, real insight into understanding and studying. So, Lois, if I'm understanding you correctly, I see those as the elements of your firm spiritual foundation, you know, Bible reading and that desire to be with other Christians. But I wanted to ask you as well, Lois, whether there were any other things that were just as crucial to your spiritual foundation. Well, definitely, you know, 
I really realised exactly, you know, how important it was that I believe and I thoroughly believe Jesus came to this earth as a human from heaven, born as a baby, and came specifically to be, you know, my, the sacrifice of sins for me. That's the whole foundation of my faith, really, that Jesus died on, came to this earth and lived as a human like us, me, experienced life like me, and and then was willing to sacrifice himself on that cross to take away my sins. That's my whole foundational belief, you know. I did want to ask you, Lois, just while we're talking about those elements of your spiritual foundation, I think it's clear that you think it's really important to have that base, you know, of knowing that Jesus came, lived and died for us, and also the importance of spending time in the Word and fellowshipping with other Christians. But could you tell us a bit more about why exactly you think it's so important to have a firm spiritual foundation? I think it, it gives you that a real peace. I think this personally, that your life is a better sort of life in every way with that faith that I have. I'm not sure if that's the sort of answer you're after, but... No, that's that's great. And it actually leads me to my next question, which has to do with how having your faith has really changed how you live or how you see life. Do you have any examples of how it's really been transformative for you, like you said? I, I think it, it has changed my life in that I think in everything I do, whether it you know be through the younger years when I was mothering as um, a younger woman and I didn't go to work and wasn't involved with work so I think it gave me like peace to be able to do that job I felt I, it gave me that ability to be a better wife and I just think it's just gives you that that sense of peace in this troubled world. <laughs> I think, Faith, I haven't come from a background where there's been terrible, you know, alcohol and that sort of thing. My parents were quite godly and I just, you know, I haven't ever experienced that awful part of life. So to have a complete life change like some people seem to from a from a bad lifestyle to a Christian lifestyle, you know, my life has been a little bit different. <laughs> Even though that's the case, Lois, I, I think personally for me growing up, visiting you and Doug on our family road trips up to Bairnsdale where we'd worship with you all at church and then we'd come over for lunch, I remember just how warm and nurturing you were as a person and to me that really shows how Christ has shaped you because obviously I didn't get to see you as a young person 
active in the church or as a young mum either. And so I really appreciate hearing your story and how you've kind of become that. I'm glad you think I've matured all right. (laughs) I think my next question is, when you became a member of the Church of Christ, did you change how you went about your faith? Because you had that foundation from your parents and those early social gatherings. But did you change the way that you went about building your spiritual foundation after that point? I definitely did change. I would I would try to go, because remember I was a young mother back then with a baby, but I would try to go to every meeting I could possibly go to. I went to ladies' Bible class, which was just so mind-boggling and, and where we studied the scriptures and and learnt the basics, then I'd go home and I'd study and really go into it, you know, and it was helpful in that we were given questions to do at home. So it gives you, gave me the incentive to keep studying, you know, and, and find the answers for myself. They were the preachers who started the Macquarie Church back then who gave us wonderful lessons The ladies too, the wives of these preachers did the ladies' class. But yes, from then on is when I really started to study for myself. But I I loved going to worship services, anything that they had. And I have given a couple of ladies' classes um, lessons just realised they didn't know much about the Bible that I thought I did. <laughs> you put a lot of effort into studying to what you're going to be saying, but I would write it pretty much all down, ad-lib a little bit. <laughs> so that was good for me in that it gave me a chance to study more and really get involved with that. And every And I've always sort of taught children, which I love probably more than anything, rather than the ladies. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can speak a ladies' class, but it's very, very hard. I find it hard to do. But I've always loved teaching the children, and that's an incentive to keep studying and make sure you tell the Bible stories correctly and the applications and so on. Yes. I know I'm I'm not very uh, outgoing and I'm more a quieter type of person. You know, I let others probably speak first. So, But I'll always say something if I don't think it's quite right or I might go up after the lesson and say something. But, yeah, I am more the quieter type. Lois, I really admire your courage to teach a ladies class I've never done that before but it sounds like quite an intimidating thing and it's even more admirable because you're more of a quiet person like you said was that the kind of next step in your faith or did you did you view that as kind of the next challenge for you to tackle after you'd kind of had that background in the scriptures and spent some time in the church I think The reason I decided to do that was um, 
because they were subjects that were applicable to me. Uh, how did I have a Christian life being married to a non-Christian? Um, that was a, that was very applicable to me because that's my situation. And the other one was to do with being happily married, I think. <laughs> so, yes, both those were applicable to me. So that made it easier, I suppose. Yeah. I had two Sundays when I did that and some of the other ladies did other subjects. So, yes, but it was a challenge, Faith. And the good thing was the when I spoke about being married to a non-Christian, I'd, I'd bring Doug in and I told him what I was saying. I wanted him to realise that I'd be talking about him and our situation. And he was quite okay with it, which was good. Yes, I've, I've always admired how you've stayed committed all these years, Lois, knowing that one day you might, you know, tip the scales and convince Doug to become a Christian. Yes, yes. Still am hopeful and prayerful and, and he's, he's been a great support, even though he doesn't believe He's been a great support. I think a Christian wife is probably one of the better sort of women that anyone can marry, <laughs> a Christian woman, <laughs> if, they're, if they're willing to work together, yeah. I think my last question, Lois, on our theme is, whether you would have any advice specifically for younger Christians who are really looking to establish their own firm spiritual foundation? Well, I would say my advice would be to, to study their Bibles each day, not just to read it, but to study it and um, keep in mind during the day, whatever they're doing, that no, something from that scripture that they may have read that morning. I, I always have tried to, first thing when I wake up is I read my Bible. So that's a good habit to get into, I think, and sets you for the day. It just depends what situation you're in. Like as a young mother, you don't have that much time to concentrate maybe on God's word. But as long as I think you daily search the scriptures and read them for yourself and study them. Also, I would say for young people that they, you know, really have strong friendships with other Christians. If you can get along to camps and anything that you're able to go to as, as a Christian, which is to do with Christian life, that's important because you're building your faith up together with those that are your age group and those who are around you. And, yes, I think every opportunity you can get to go to learn more is definitely something that's helpful as well. You summed up so many helpful things there, Lois. I know for me the last one strikes a chord in particular because I really enjoy learning from older Christians like you who have walked so 
steadfastly with God for so many years. So I look at you and think, you must be doing something right. (laughs) It's not easy faith in our Christian walk, is it, in this world, especially today. I really really am concerned that that world out there is just awful. (laughs) And I really admire you young people. I think probably it's just a real acknowledgement of, of you too being faithful and true in this hard, hard area you're you're going through, you know. Yeah, that's sort of finished for me. I'm now towards the end of my life, but you've got a lot ahead of you. Well, Lois, I think that's probably the last official question that I wanted to ask you. But before we end our conversation, I was wondering if you'd answer five more super short questions. So the first question I have is, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? Oh, that's that's easy. <laughs> and it's one that probably everybody knows, even those who are non-Christians, but John 3.16 would have to be my favorite because it just goes to show how much God loves me. I just find that verse absolutely incredible to think that, you know, he would send Jesus and have him die on that cross so horribly to take away my sins. That's my favourite verse. Reminds me each day. Yep. (laughs) So my second question is, who is your Bible hero and why? I would say Paul, from a person who thought he was doing the right thing, persecuting Christians to turn right around and do the opposite and have such a wonderful influence on the church in the very beginning. And the third question I have for you, Lois, is when or where do you feel closest to God? I think I feel closest to God when I'm partaking of the Lord's Supper, actually, because I'm remembering with everyone else as well in the same situation I think I feel the closest then yes the fourth question I have is what is an ordinary moment that fills you with gratitude just being around my family I think and the church family as well both (laughs) that fills me with gratitude yes that I've got them and the last question I have for you, Lois, is what is one lesson that you think God is still trying to teach you? Maybe to be not so nervous about talking. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Faith, um, at this moment. I think probably to be patient about waiting on him. I'm at that stage in my life where I'm looking forward to being with him, you know. I'm looking forward to that day, yes. But Lois, I can tell you, at least in my opinion, you've passed with flying colours. I've enjoyed talking with you so much and I think you kind of underestimate just how thoughtful you are and how many good things you have to say. Thank you very much. That's kind of you. And I think what you're doing is a wonderful thing. I mean, I never listened to podcasts. I wouldn't know how to do it. But 
I'm sure it's the in thing these days. <laughs> I will say it was hard to squeeze Lois's 81 years into one episode, but I hope you enjoyed listening to her fascinating story. And thank you to you for tuning in to episode four of the podcast. You can send any feedback to saltyandbrightpod at gmail.com and make sure to keep an eye out for episode five coming soon. But until then, stay salty and bright.